Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Good afternoon, Matt. Good afternoon, Derek. Matt, uh, I'm hoping that at some point I can uh, I can catch a ticket on the uh, on Noah's Ark. Hope I can make it out of this because we've got four to five days of just straight rain. You can tell from our uh, opening music uh, what we're talking about. Of course, we're speaking about the Hernando Christmas Parade, the annual Hernando Christmas Parade being postponed uh, due to the rain. So any chance to get a little uh, Milli Vanilli uh, is a good oh, thing man. on the UTW what, what podcast. One of the jam. One of the biggest bands in the in the 80s that we still have no clue who the people are. <laughs> no clue. You and couldn't one- do that now because we would know who the people are. Oh, you couldn't do that now because as soon as it was released, the guy, the people, you know, they did wait. What was it? It had to be several months, a year. It was after they got the Oscar, I mean, right. the, the Grammy. After they, after they <laughs> oh, got no, the no. Grammy, it was an Oscar. Let's call <laughs> it, it an Oscar. Oscar. After they got the Grammy, it wasn't. Then they started coming out being like, "Hey, do they really sing this song?" Today, they would record it as soon as it was a hit. The people that actually sang it would want all the royalties. All the royalties. Do you think it would be a bigger scandal now or less? There's certain there's certain issues about that that. Might would make it a lesser scandal. No, I think I think there would I think it would be a less scandal because I don't think it would get it would get as far. Like there would be no awards given. The first the first song that hit the radio would immediately be pulled off and it would be done. And they had the entire album, multiple songs, oh, yeah. multiple number ones multiple during Grammy that year members, yeah. before anything was known. We just thought they were uh you know just two French guys just you know singing really well, dancing really well, and uh, they could not only could they not speak English, they could not sing at all. And plus the uh, the people who actually sang on the music that were so good and made the album that was that was so impressive would um, – I mean, there would be no reason for them not to be out in the limelight. Right. We're, yeah. No matter what they look like, we're, right. a, we're a much more anymore. welcoming <laughs> society than 40 years ago. That really what is, is that? I mean, We talk about Jabba the Hutt. I mean, who had the – what so does this sad. guy look it, like? That is so – I don't seriously. Know. This guy, uh, had, I mean, see, we talk about the Elephant Man was the guy that sang for Billy, oh, Billy the Elephant Billy, Man. The elephant wow. Man. I'm wow. just saying. I mean, the Elephant Man and and like the uh, the, the werewolf or yeah, something. Yeah, people under 40 that don't know the Elephant Man, please find that. Oh, yeah. Find please that. Find Maybe that, that has to be what the guy looked like to uh, actually sing and not be okay with what coming out a- onto the – I mean, a, anyway. I think the movie won an Oscar, but man, what a depressing. Oh, just oh yeah. Absolutely. So depressing. Golly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not, say, not, not a rewatchable no, movie. No, you say Elephant Man nowadays, it's a totally different meaning. Uh <laughs> So the, yes, the uh, we we do need Noah's Ark, which would probably be a uh, a float in the Christmas parade tonight that has been yes. canceled, rescheduled till next Monday, Correct. same time, same place, six thirty will be the uh, event, and 5.30 is the lineup. That is correct, and I think it looks like 44 degrees and clear skies. As of right now. So it's going to be cold, as a Christmas parade should be. Mm -hmm. So going to be cold next Monday, 6.30, postponed until then. Uh, There is no better christmas parade in desoto county in my opinion than the hernando christmas parade so hopefully it can go off next monday and if uh being part of a parade or being part of a community is uh, something you're interested in inside the hernando community and looking to move to hernando 
please consider reaching out to our 2022 presenting sponsor. I, I don't know if he's a fan of Vanilla or not. That, that's the question. We'll get that text. Uh, mid, <laughs> oh, we, we will mid, know of it before last time yeah, tomorrow. Mid-podcast. He hates Reba. We do know that. Reba hater. I mean, my gosh. Hates I Reba. I can't understand that uh, at all. Anyway, but uh, hates Reba. But yeah, Miller Vanilla, we'll see how big a supporter he is uh, of them by mid-morning tomorrow. Of course, we're speaking about Mr. Brian Couch, our 2022 presenting sponsor, with Team Couch, a Birch Realty Group, Team Couch possesses over 66 years of combined real estate experience. They're the number one team in DeSoto County for the last 13 years. They have thousands of closings since 2009 on the buying or selling side of residential real estate. They were also recently voted DeSoto's best for the fifth time currently offering a free no obligation market analysis give them a call give them your address they can tell you all about your street your neighborhood your zip code how long houses are staying on the market how fast they're moving brian and terry possess all the analytics that you want from a realtor in 2022 call them at 662-449-1700 you can also call brian directly on his cell phone at 901-461-7653 that's 461 sold s-o-l-d you can also do a full home search throughout the Mid-South at teamcouch.com. That's teamcouch.com. Put in the filters, number of bedrooms, number of bathrooms, all that information, and let Team Couch help you find the home of your dreams in DeSoto County. Call them today, 662-449-1700. And podcast listeners, always remember, every home needs a couch. Well, yes, Derek, very rainy uh, morning and afternoon at the Mobile Cars and Van Rental Studios. However, that did not slow business down today. Had to deliver a van to Batesville. Had some deal with some issues in uh, West Memphis, Arkansas, all the way out on Summer Avenue. And then we've rented out four cars today uh, in the matter of an hour, Derek. So moving and shaking at the Mobile Cars and Van Rental Studios, 662-469-4555. If you have a car going into a body shop, mechanic shop, if you're traveling for Christmas, if you know someone traveling for Christmas and you hear our ad, all the time please let them know about us 662-469-4555 if your child attends a youth group and they are traveling for mlk weekend spring break or even summer we are starting to get some calls for summer 2023 mobile cars and vans the only car rental place ready to work and serve you in hernando 662-469-4555 great to come to you from the mobile cars and van rental studios well, Derek, we kick off our Tuesday show in the same way every time. We already talked about the parade being postponed, so we decided to record a little bit later today just to make sure that that news uh, came our way. So we're here around around 4 o'clock on uh, this Monday, and uh, we always start our Tuesday show looking back at the weekend with our words from the weekend, and yours is what? Matt, my word from the weekend is adorning. Adorning, okay. Adorning. So we spent the weekend, uh, got our – and this is this – is, Something that everybody you know can probably gets pretty uh, not in their stomach when they hear went and got the the uh, family Christmas tree. Sounds great. Uh, we did it. Which it's usually uh, used to be a family affair. Uh, now it is just uh, I have to go get the tree <laughs> by myself. You so went by yourself. Went by myself. Ooh, um, because wait, hang on, that's terrible. It's it's bad, but uh, unfortunately with basketball with a son in college. Uh, and stuff like that, and the fact that you know there was a you know rain on Sunday coming, Saturday uh, that had a bunch of stuff going on, so it was like okay, I gotta get this done by myself, and went by myself, um, got the Griswold tree. Uh, uh, it was it was I, twelve I and a half. Back. I gotta go back. That's terrible. It's you should not have gone by yourself. Twelve and a half feet. <laughs> Moving on. Twelve and a half feet. He moved on the top, <laughs> and uh, got it down. Anyway. Got it in the house, and um, got it. You know, did you have spent- to get in the house by yourself? No, no. Well, I mean, <laughs> I carried it, but no, I had help getting it in the house. Strapped just, it on the tree, the the roof of you the. You know, I had one of those everything. things where you can like the. How do you know, how do you transport it? Top of my jeep. Top of your jeep. So wow. Top of the jeep. Just I mean, like literally Griswold. Just the tree <laughs> coming out. They tied it 
to the like the there's like a like a loop in the front they tied it to they tied it to the spare tire on the back so just uh, stretched off literally the length of my jeep yeah sure um so got home and got it up and then spent you know uh, some of the afternoon saturday some of the afternoon sunday finally getting it done but the tree is up it is the final thing final decoration portion of the house so we i guess we we're ready for christmas for that you know the decoration side of it but adorning so we spent the week uh weekend adorning the tree which is kind of a good activity with the it was kind of chilly on Friday, uh, it got cooler as the day went on. You know, excuse me, on Saturday, and then on Sunday, of course, it was hit and miss rain. So, kind of a good day to be inside. Uh, but that was my word from the weekend, Matt. Adorning. I'm gonna uh, the first. You know, Derek. There probably there's other words I think you could have used <laughs> after the story you just it was, said to uh, me. It was. Um, it's, it's a long every wow. weekend oh, wow. putting the lights on, all that stuff. It's a long, long. But it's done. It's much better when you take it down and you can just start you know, ripping stuff off, throw it out the curb. But, I hear yeah. you. Well, yep. let's, let's move on from that, Derek. <laughs> that miserable-sounding weekend right there. Uh, mine's going to be simple. Derek mentioned it on our Friday show. He, gave, he wished me a happy birthday coming up on Sunday. So yesterday, December 4th, was my 44th birthday. And uh, so my word from the weekend is birthday. Uh, they were nice enough to recognize me at the table service at Hernando Methodist. Uh, and, Derek, I told you all fair, it felt really good uh, You know, once they recognized me and just said, hey, thank you for your service. Service at the table service as we were wrapping up going to Sunday school class and so forth. Uh, the nice people were just you know a lot of people saying happy birthday to me and um, that felt really good. Uh, you get to forty four years old, have kids, uh, you really don't. Um, you know, it's just another day. You know, it's just another day. So to have people saying happy birthday and wishing you that that was um you know it was it was a good birthday um to be had and I really appreciate all those people who were nice enough to say that to me uh there at, at the church and say it to me last night. I had to do something for the Hernando Young Women's Club, so they had a nice Christmas party uh, that they do every year, and so I was a small part of that at the very end. And those ladies were very gracious as well. So birthday is my word from the weekend, and uh, happy birthday to any of those folks out there um, coming up and. Uh, definitely uh, Derek a, a particular birthday coming up um you know December 25th that's important to all of us very important birthday that, right. that birthday yes that, that, yeah we definitely don't forget that one don't forget that one uh for sure uh don't forget the reason for the season but Derek City Business does not take the holidays off and that was going to bring us to the first alder meeting of the month of December kicking off tomorrow night tell us all about that on the agenda all right, so this is the first meeting in December. The first Tuesday in, uh, in December will has the Alder meeting. And so we have a few things to discuss. Um, again, we're going to do a, a quick uh, preview here. We'll review a lot of this, uh, obviously, on Friday. A couple of things I want to get into, though, to be kind of aware of. If you want to watch it tomorrow night at 6 o'clock uh, on the YouTube channel, you'll be able to just type in City of Hernando. The first is an approval of emergency repair. Uh, there was a, a water well. Number four had an issue. Uh, at East Parkway with the Mid-South Water LSC. That's going to total about $69,000. They're going to look to do that. There's an approval of a resolution, of course. Got to get Shane Ellis on the credit cards, Matt. Got to get him on there. Yeah, that, uh, uh, yes. Scott Worsham coming off, Shane Ellis, uh, Chief Ellis coming on. And I want to say that I uh, appreciate it. I've talked to Chief Ellis this week. Uh, very nice guy. Uh, I think I probably have met him once or twice before, but talked to him on the phone. He's going to help us out with the Santa Claus Caravan sure. again, uh, which I, you know, I hoped he would, but he uh, he did confirm that this week. So I want to say I really do appreciate that to him. I think Born and raised in Hernando, first day on the job was the first. Yep. Been a part of the Hernando uh, Police Department for well past twenty years. Yeah, over twenty years. That's yeah, right. over twenty years. So let's look to uh, first quarter of uh, twenty twenty three. Bring in the new police chief, introduce ourselves, and then introduce him to the uh, listeners on the podcast. I think they would enjoy that. No, I think it'd be a, a great thing. Uh, the next, now look, we're going to mention the two planning things again. They've been ta- one of them has been tabled four or five times. Uh, cancel, is- cancel, <laughs> abort, abort. Well. Again, the, he, Wait, they let me said guess which that, one. Hang on, it's the northwest corner 
of 51 and Robinson. That, that is correct. Oh, that is go. correct. Let me guess, look, table. Look, look at, no, no, no. It's it's supposedly it's on. on the agenda. So it's on the agenda. We're gonna. That's all we're going to say about it because right. we'll wait. Uh, flat tire uh, for the person to come and talk about it. <laughs> So hopefully we're telling you Book it. what they're looking to do. Well, we kind of know what they're looking to do, but that you know the discussion and see if it's approved on Friday. The other thing is another planning one that was tabled. Remember, planning is always usually the second meeting of the month, but these are these are held over from November. Is the Mount Pleasant and Riley one lot subdivision request to final plat approval of one lot of four point three six acres now. This is a four-acre track, a little over four-acre track that's on the west side of Mount Pleasant, south of Riley Street. This is next to uh, Joe Eli Lauderdale's house. So that large, you know, the, all that land right there. It's not where you turn to go to the elementary school? No, no. Oh, okay. This is the four acres that are that is on the west side. Okay. Uh, and this is going to be 4.36-acre lot. They're looking to get final plat approval for that one lot. So they're, they're looking to transform this to one lot to 4.36 acres. You know, we'll, we'll let you know that all on our Friday meeting. But right now, they're looking to get the final plat approval. Again, 4.36 acres south of Riley Street. Riley Street's the road that turns toward the elementary school uh, on the west side of Mount Pleasant. There's a lot of land right there. You can see it. Um, you know, kind of beautiful one that gets kind of high before they cut it. Runs for, back to Mr. Joey last uh, old house. Yeah, right yeah, there, right there. So uh, anyway, so look for that. Next, there's a request to apply for the transportation alternatives grant for the Mount Pleasant bike lanes. I pulled this off. Uh, they actually, uh, uh, an alderman who always sends us the notes, I do appreciate that. I sent us the notes again. And so this is, uh, they're looking to get a $190,000 project. And what they're looking to do is to, if you're if you ride bikes, if you run, and I, I'm familiar with this from the running side of it, when you come from Commerce to um, Robertson, there's no bike lanes, right? So this is the hill up, like when you turn into Kroger, the hill that you're going over right there before you go back down the hill to, there's no bike lanes to take you to Commerce. This is looking to put bike lanes there. And then also when you get to Raleigh Street that we just talked about, so you're passing the property that we just mentioned that's going to the, that's part of the, the planning portion. Um, if you go right to Raleigh Street, the bike lanes also go away. When you go over that dangerous little hill, if you're running or riding your bike, you kind of get a blind spot going over that hill right before you get to the Methodist Church if you're going north. So both of those areas are, are the only part of Mount Pleasant that don't have bike lanes right now. They're looking to turn both sides of the uh, street on both of those sections into bike lanes. That's what this $190,000 grant would be used for if they could get it. And so that's what the, uh, the project, if the request was granted would be funded out of next fiscal year's budget. Gotcha. Derek, I avoid all of that by uh, I've quit riding my bike or running. So <laughs> we'll never, never, have there. To, no, no, never have to worry about me. That's yeah, that, that's been my holdup is that dangerous place right there. See, that's, that's it. Yeah, that's it. So, so once so, I have that fixed, I'll be back in shape. I can't wait. Have it ready for, well, next fiscal year, yeah, exactly. you'll be ready to go. Yeah. Um, all right. The next one, uh, this is something we mentioned from the, the state of the city that was done at the uh, chamber luncheon last week. They are going to formally request to set a public hearing for the food truck ordinance on December 20th, 2022. So remember, the next meeting, not tomorrow night, not Tuesday night, but December 20th, the uh, third Tuesday of the month, they're going to have the public uh, comments for a food truck ordinance. So they're going to kind of talk about it. They're going to, you know... Introduce to the public. right. To the yeah, public. this is what they're going to introduce. What maybe the attorney has put together. What Austin has put together, and then the, they want your comment. So if you want to have a comment on whether or not you like them, you don't like them, you you would love to see one on every corner or nowhere in the city limits, whatever whatever side you're on. If you want you to be heard, be there December twentieth, twenty twenty two, where they look to possibly pass a uh, an ordinance for food trucks. Uh, other than that, Matt, uh, looks like there's a approval to release maintenance bonds, uh, and then there's a couple of uh, you know. 
I guess, old equipment they're going to get rid of. Uh, so anyway, this is a, a lot of a, a business going on. If there's anything else that's added, anything else that's new, we'll bring that to you on Friday. Not a whole lot going on, Derek. Like you said, in that first meeting, some different planning things. I guarantee you that gets tabled tomorrow. <laughs> Pay attention on Friday to see about that. But uh, we have talked about it. This would be our fifth time to uh, mention it being tabled. So thank you to the Board of Aldermen, the City Mayor, all the people that have to be there the first and third Tuesday of each month here with the city business. Uh, like we said, the holidays does not mean they take anything off. Um, you know, government does get their, their share of days off. Uh, I will be the first to say that. Yes, yes, uh, They definitely, they absolutely do for sure. But Derek, something that doesn't close in DeSoto County are going to be the two hospitals. And you have more information about the two hospitals in DeSoto County. Um, you know, Derek, we're coming up on the final season for uh, grades. And uh, let's talk about the grades for the two DeSoto County hospitals. All right. Uh, so the nonprofit Leapfrog Group released its hospital safety grades for the fall of 2022. And 12 Mississippi hospitals, uh, including a, one, a, a troubled one down in Green, Green Little Floor, received an A rating. Now, the grade, which is assigned to about 3,000 general acute care hospitals across the nation twice a year, is based on how hospitals and other health care organizations protect their patients from errors, injuries, accidents, and infections. The score comes from hospitals' performance on more than 30 national measures from the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, the LeapFrog Hospital Survey, and other data. Now, the state's largest hospital... An only academic hospital, we'll, we'll let you uh, decide on which one you think that is, uh, scored a C for the fourth year in a row. That's the University Medical Center in Jackson, yes. That, that is correct. No Mississippi hospitals received an F grade, and one hospital for the state received a D. Which was what? The Merritt Health in Biloxi. Okay. Uh, so each grade is based on, again, a hosp- there's five categories. Infections, problems with surgery, safety problems, Practices to Prevent Errors, and Doctors, Nurses, and Hospital Staff. Now, here is the breakdown of the grades for the two Mississippi hospitals that we have in DeSoto County. Methodist and Olive Branch received an A. Again, they were one of the 12 hospitals in the state to receive an A rating. Baptist, DeSoto, and South Haven received a C. Okay. So, there you go. Those are the two that we that most likely deal with us. A for all of the Methodist and Olive Branch, a C for Baptist Southern and South Haven. Again, no failing hospitals in Mississippi with one D. There were probably 20 or so Cs, about 15 Bs, and then the 12 As. Any more information on why they they got an A, why they got a C, anything like no, that? No, I mean, you, yes, you can go to LeapFrog Group. That's LeapFrog, Google LeapFrog Group, and there's a, actual, there's a link that takes you into, the, uh, into their study, and then you can go about and see how – in each category, they rated based on nurses, based on injuries, based on prevention and infections, um, and why they would get the A and the C rating. Uh, anywhere on the portal or on their website, is there a portal for uh, hospital administrators to make a donation to the uh, to the LeapFrog organization? <laughs> to, I'm just saying you may want to check wheels, it out. We grease the wheels over here. You just want to check on that. I don't know if that Biloxi Hospital's that bad. <laughs> I mean, you know, a D. I mean, anyway, well, well, look, we've um, you know they're major employers and major parts of the DeSoto. County uh, landscape now. Methodist is a beautiful new hospital. What, maybe five years old now, or how old now? Oh, it's got to be older than, older that. than probably, that. Yeah, it's probably closer to seven or eight years old. Yeah, now. okay. So let's say it's less than a decade, but older than five. And I think it's been a good addition right there on the Bethel Road, Hex Cross area. For sure, servicing by Hellia, Holly Springs. Oh, yeah. That area tremendously well. So uh, South Isle Branch, Lewisburg. Yeah. We, we've been there in the last year, and uh, Hannah Grace, uh, well, we were. Well, I don't mind saying this. We were seen, and we never made it into a room. We did all of our stuff in the hallway. Wow. 
I don't know if that's efficient or bad. You want to uh, – yeah, well, exactly. I don't know if it's efficient or bad, but some very interesting folks walking into ERs nowadays. Oh, yeah. Wow. It's an amazing world to be in for sure. Thank you to all those doctors and first responders and all the people that work there in the ERs, and that's a major part of our health care all around this area. So thank you to uh, them. We uh, for sure will want to give them a shout-out. And congratulations on the A rating in Methodist and uh, Baptist DeSoto. Um study a little harder and come in earlier I mean, before your final i guess and I, you're average yeah. let's see if we can do a little above average for next semester do, hey we don't do average in desoto county let's pick that up a little bit let's let's get a little bit better and speaking of not doing average and doing things going out of your way to go above and beyond to make an a i am talking about one of our longtime sponsors who helps with major projects outside your home or outside your commercial office and that's going to be williams services williams services is a veteran owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and so much more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Whether it's leaf removal, tree trimming, winter cleanups, gate repair, fence repair, new fence construction, new gate construction, anything on the outside of your home or office, call Richard today. You can reach him at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. You can also find more information about Richard and his team on Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. Again, that's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. I said it a million times in the last two years. Richard is the kind of guy that you want to help you with a project outside of your home or office. Call him today, 662-292-8855. Matt, we talked earlier about uh, you know, the, the, our song, our entrance song, Millie Vanilli. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that Dr. Jason Paroli probably had a couple high school dances to Millie Vanilli. Probably yeah. had that song on e- easily playing that. Uh, Paroli, oh Paroli, yes, yes. Yeah. De- definitely, definitely. Trotter was a little bit younger. I'm, 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 Did you know Trotter led two bands, two alternative bands in the Delta uh, growing up? Wow, I, I need to know those. You names. did not know that. I did not know that. I know the he played name the guitar. of his band. Okay. Even, even flow. <laughs> a little Pearl Jam. Was it a Pearl Jam tribute band? No, nah, they played some Pearl Jam music. But, uh, yeah, alternative music. He led the band in, in the Delta. One of the people that uh, he was in a band with is still in music to, to this day. Uh, heavily. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah, he's done pretty well in Nashville, I believe. Man, I would have loved to see. Uh, yeah, uh, Blake Shelton is his name. I'm kidding. <laughs> I would love to see uh, uh, grungy Dr. Trotter. Oh, could you imagine? Grungy awesome. Dr. Trotter, that would be just no. okay. But I, I, I wonder if he can name more than one Millie Vanilli song. Trotter or Paroli? Trotter. Uh, that would probably not. I, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. I'm we'll gonna say. Next time over and unders one and a half songs, and we actually gave him one of them. So okay, he has yeah, no exactly. one more. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Dr. But Dr. Paroli definitely had a of couple of these had. at his high school dance. And another thing that he does well, of course, is dental care because DeSoto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures, as well as Invisalign. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process and the result. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. Visit their office today to see the difference and give them a call at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239. We kid, of course, Derek, but uh, just wonderful people at the Soto Family Dental Care. I don't know Dr. Seymour very well. I know he's been a major part of Fernando for the last, I mean, for a long time. But uh, Dr. Paroli, Dr. Trotter are good 
people we know, their families, and uh, we just wish them well and a Merry Christmas for sure from the UTW Podcast. Well, Derek, middle of our Tuesday show always leads us to the DeSoto County Fact of the Week given to us by a wonderful asset right here under the water tower, the DeSoto County Museum located across the street from Cadence Bank on Commerce Street, open 9 to 5, Tuesday through Saturday. Admission is always free. Please consider taking your young people there uh, during the Christmas break. There's a number of different things and events for them to see for the young, especially the kids now with the train edition uh, there mm-hmm. at the DeSoto County Museum. So please consider getting by uh, this holiday season. Derek, the DeSoto County Fact of the Week is what? All right, before it was a boom town, a uh, growing town that Hernando is now, Hernando experienced a uh, kind of a, a bust time back in the late 1890s. No less than five buildings around the square stood as it charged shells due to a fire that wiped out over half of the square. Most people did not have funds to pay their bills, and they had to buy on credit until their crops came in were some of the other things that were happen, happening during this time. The national economy was in shambles, and the bull weevil had wrecked havoc on cotton crops. If you wanted to make a phone call on Hernando on the few available lines, you had to do it before 6 p.m. After 6 p.m., they would shut the phones off, and each individual had to build and maintain their own telephone line. Stores had limited selections due to the economy, and the public grumbled about it just as they do today. So, Matt, basically what he's saying, in the late 1890s, there were high prices, limited supply, and uh, businesses kind of struggling. Does any of this sound familiar to you? It does sound familiar, Derek. If you watch today's uh, news, a lot of different things going on. It does sound very familiar, Derek. Um, one thing I'm surprised by, Derek, is um, the we, we're one of the, the, the top five states for cheapest gas. Mm-hmm. which is good. That's great. And I laughed because I was watching a particular channel. I'll just say this. You could probably figure out which channel I was watching. It was not Fox News. It would be the opposite of Fox News. And they were talking about the plummeting prices and the inflation slowing down and the gas prices coming down. Um, I guess they'd receive their memos is what it sounds like. <laughs> it was the, uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of chuckled this morning as I was eating my bagel and wa- drinking my coffee. I flipped it onto that channel and they were talking about how wonderful things are going. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is, um, they don't get it. They don't get it. <laughs> I, I do like, uh, you know, the, the prices are down here. Sure, you said we're fifth and fifth, uh, lowest in the yeah, nation. Low five, yeah. I think we're, uh, 270, 280 right now for a gallon, which uh, I'll take every day. Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, I won't say that. I would prefer that. Do you remember early 2000s? 99 cent Dodge store in Olive Branch. I remember driving by, seeing it hit 0.99 and being like, I'm going to go fill up for uh, $15 today. I'll never forget. I drove a black Explorer in Nashville when Heather and I lived in Nashville for that year. And right there where you would get off on Old Hickory Boulevard was a Mapco Express and it would be 99 cents cents. all the time. And it was great. And um, I don't know what's (laughs) happened since then, but thank you, Rob Long, for a wonderful fact of the week. We appreciate you supporting the UTW podcast. Get by the DeSoto County Museum, 9 to 5, open throughout the holidays. Admission is free. Just great guys, great people over there. Rob Long does a wonderful job and has been a major support of ours for the last two years. While admission is free, a donation is always welcome at the DeSoto County Museum. And Derek, I've never asked Rob, and I'm sure he wouldn't tell me, but I'm assuming all of the artifacts and memorabilia there in the uh, DeSoto County Museum, they have a pretty nice insurance policy for uh, all those treasures, all those things uh, there. And if you're looking for insurance in DeSoto County and uh, struggling to figure out, hey, what do I do? Who do I call? Where do I go? 
please reach out to our longtime sponsor, Holland Insurance. Holland Insurance is located in South Haven, but ready to serve anyone under the water tower. They work with companies like Progressive, Bristol, Chubb, Nationwide, State Auto, Safeco, some of the largest companies in the world when it comes to insurance. Trust Holland Insurance in DeSoto County to represent them. As I mentioned, located in South Haven, but ready to serve, call them at 662-895-5528. That's 662-895-5528, specializing in health, life, auto, property, casualty. Give Jerry Holland and Bruce Robinson a call today with Holland Insurance, 662-895-5528. Well, Derek, we'll talk about it on each of our shows as we come up to the uh, the, the Christmas holiday. We're going to go through uh, our last show. will be right around the 22nd of uh, December, and then we'll have a couple of weeks off and come back in January with some new things. We're um, kind of mulling over some different things that are going to be happening with the UTW podcast in 2023 that I think people are really going to enjoy. So we'll have more of that coming out um, as we continue to make plans and get things more organized for 2023. We'll have updates on that before we get to the end of 2022. Well, Derek, before we get there, lots have happened since our last show. Tell us all about the soccer and basketball that has happened. Okay, Matt, we're going to start with the soccer this time. Uh, We'll cover just the Hernando soccer teams. And the Hernando girls soccer hosted in Lewisburg on Thursday night and unfortunately came away on the short end of a 4-1 loss. Now, of course, for the Lewisburg listeners, that is fortunate for you. Uh, But for the Hernando girls, uh, it is unfortunate. The loss drops the girls to 3-4 on the season, and they will travel to Horn Lake on Tuesday night for their first district match of the season. If anyone who listens to the podcast could tweet at UTWPod (laughs) to send us the scores or let us know what account to follow for stats, it would really help to get the girls recognized and really help them make it a lot easier uh, I would love to be able to cover them, get, get who if, if the goalie gets a clean sheet, who scores. would love to get them on the air. So please let us know the best Twitter account to follow, the best Instagram to follow. Just let us know at, at UTWPod or email us at underthewatertowerinfo at gmail.com. Derek, this is a chance to tell everybody out there that the boys' Twitter account is uh, taken care of very well by a uh, – particular presenting sponsor yes uh he does a great job and and let me let me tell you i could not i was on the wrong one uh and asked about a couple things and he let me know that i was on the wrong one (laughs) and directed that he you know he uh he does a very good job keeps you basically play by play uh which is wonderful to have when you're trying to get the information well you were asking if a particular player who graduated four years ago (laughs) had scored last night so last update uh, i have was uh, 11 of 17 i was wondering what was going on uh, the Hernando boys soccer. Hernando was on a five-match winning streak after dropping the first two matches of the season and was looking for revenge against Lewisburg on Thursday night. The match was nil-nil at the end of the first half, but Lewisburg scored off a corner 12 minutes into the second half to take a 1-0 lead. That would be all the scoring for the match. Lewisburg wins 1-0, and the Tigers lose the season series and fall to 5-3 and overall. The next day, the Tigers welcomed the late Cormorant Gators to Hernando to try to get back on the winning track. Connor Couch had a corner set piece that he lofted into the box that bounced off of a defender into the back of the net for a 1-0 lead. Vincent Walters then assist Logan Fregale for the second goal with three minutes left in the half for a 2-0 halftime lead. Quincy Silva then sends a through ball to Tyler Starnes, who finishes seven minutes into the second half, and then Starnes assists Leo Frank for the 4-0 lead. Parks Rafferty gets on the sheet, makes it 5-0, and then Ryan Martins finishes the Tigers scoring on an assist by Fregale to go up 6-0. The Tigers then sub out and give up three goals in the last 13 minutes, but Hernando wins easily 6-3. 
The Tigers are now 6-3 and three also overall, and they next face Horn Lake, as mentioned with the girls, in their first district match at Horn Lake Tuesday night. Derek, well, you and I, uh, we've said numerous times, Wilson plays goalie, sophomore goalie for the uh, Hernando Tigers. The starting goalie for the other night, the late Comer game, was Will Thompson. And then the second half, right, you mentioned about 13 minutes or so left, Tucker Carroll is the other senior goalie. So those are the we want to recognize those two goalies for, uh, you know, for their efforts uh, for, this, for the Hernando Tigers. All right, now moving to basketball. And, of course, we'll start up north with the North Point girls. North Point came into the game hoping to keep their season perfect but facing their toughest test of the, the young year. The Tresvent Lady Bears came to Trojan Gym, and that tough test was confirmed after the Bears led 11-7 after the first quarter. But the Lady Trojans' defense stepped up in the second to only give up two points to the Lady Bears and take a 22-13 to halftime lead. That nine-point lead was extended by one in the third to 35-25, to and then the Lady Trojans were able to keep that 9-10 to point margin all the way to the end of the game to win 49-40. to Nala Herrera had 31 points, and Davian Stinson had 12. The Lady Trojans are now 5-0 and and will travel to ECS on Tuesday for a tough opening district game on the road. Next to the North Point boys. The Trojans were looking to make, make it a sweep over the Bears, and this game was close throughout. The Bears led 11-9 after the first quarter and 24-21 at the half. The Trojans pulled even 35-35 entering the final frame, but fell short at the end in a heartbreaking loss, 47-45. Christian Gilliland led all scorers with 24 points. The Trojans fall to 1-4 and, and also start their district season on the road Tuesday night at ECS. They are struggling this year. They are struggling. They've yeah, got uh, that's going to be a problem. They've got a. Uh, it well, only gets hard, it only gets tougher in the district. Yeah, and they, but they have no senior starters, so yeah. I think that next year is the kind of the year they're looking at. They've got a, a transfer that cannot is not eligible to play till like the end of January. Gotcha. Uh, so they're you know they they're kind of it's kind of a rebuilding year, but I, I I look for them to learn off this year and really hopefully make some noise next year. Let's get our NIL in in, in better shape at North Point, please. <laughs> I mean, let's get the recruiting better, Derek. Come Unfortunately, on. who we, do we uh, talk to there? Uh, well, um, let's get that going. Th- there are some schools in Memphis that take that verse. Seriously. Oh, sure. <laughs> so, look, your daughter, your daughter wraps up two years from now. If your daughter graduates and North Point maybe starts to recruit in that way, would you be okay with it? She's gone there. She doesn't live there. I mean, she's not in that school. Because you, you know been, what? At that point, it, it, look, if they start spending. <laughs> People's money. It's not your money anymore. Yeah, that's, I, I I don't know. I I would have to see if that Just happens. A I, yeah, that is uh, right now. I'll be furious. But uh, yeah, yeah. no, I agree with you. Yeah. Um. So moving down to now, this one made it easy, Matt. Now the uh, two other schools that we cover, Lewisburg and Hernando, played each other. Oh, bang! Uh, so that made it uh, pretty easy to cover this game, and also had a couple of really good games to uh to look to review. The two schools we cover met under the water tower on Thursday night, and what a game it was for the girls. The Lady Tigers came out early and established themselves, taking a 34-28 lead into halftime. But the Lady Patriots made adjustments at halftime and outscored Hernando 24-13 in the third quarter to take a 52-47 lead into the fourth. Hernando battled back and tied the game on free throws 61-61 with under a minute 40 left. Lewisburg was then up two, and Hernando had the last shot but missed from inside the free throw line to tie the game, and the Lady Patriots escape with a 65-63 win. It Wilson was, went to that game, said it was really good. 
It was the first win for the Lady Patriots over the Lady Tigers in six years. Wow. In 12 games. So basically they played each other twice a year. Uh, the first win in six years. The Lady Patriots were led by Allie Carroll with 19 points and Allison Irby, who had 13. Demaya Cummings led the Lady Tigers with 16 points, followed by Helen Wallace with 14 and Akaya Martin with 12. The Lady Patriots are now 7-4, and four, and the Lady Tigers fall to 3-3. Three and three. Their next game will be Tuesday night uh, against Oxford for the Lady Patriots, and the Lady Tigers will head to Germantown. Now, the Lewisburg boys versus Hernando boys. Lewisburg came into the game with an impressive 9-1 record, while Hernando was 2-3 and three on the year. The Patriots allowed Hernando only three points in the first quarter for wow. a 13-3 lead eight minutes into the game and a low-scoring second quarter in which they held a 20-11 to advantage at halftime. Lewisburg broke open the contest with a 21-point third quarter for a 41-22 lead heading into the final period of play. Hernando answered with their own 20-point fourth quarter, but it was too little too late as Lewisburg went to the game by 9, 53-44. The Patriots were led by Amarian Davis with 13 points, followed by Noah Jurgensen with 11. Hernando had Eric Oliver lead their attack with 12 points, and Daryl Tate scored 11. Lewisburg is now 10-1 and and will take on Oxford also on Tuesday night. Hernando will head with the girls to Germantown, Tennessee for their matchup. What's the, what's the, what's the record for Hernando? Hernando boys are now 2-4. and four. Yeah, It's a tough season right now. Look at Lewisburg. Though. Lewisburg lost some major players. I know the Drumwrights moved to uh, Magnolia Heights. They, they, yeah, both both those boys moved to Magnolia Heights, um, they, but they got some guys playing really well. And remember, they, they unfortunately, Sadly, yeah, lost their coach. Yeah, uh, both teams did, and um, you know, and so the girls are what seven and four, eight and four now, and uh, have beat Hernando for the first time in six years. I mean, maybe right, sure. rallying for him, and then the boys started off ten and one. I'm sure with their coach deep in their hearts. So it's just a, a great season for both of those teams. And we'll be here uh, covering all that with Hernando, Lewisburg, and North Point, covering those different schools, and uh, wish them nothing but the best on the hardwood and uh, for the public schools uh, during the rest of soccer all the way through December and January into the playoffs. We look forward to covering that. I know Hernando soccer is supposed to play this week, and um, you know I don't know what that what that's going to look like for rain. So we'll uh, keep you posted to all those different things. If you enjoy our show, the different things we talk about, uh, whether it be our words in the weekend, fact of the week, talk about the altar meetings, all the stuff going on right here in our wonderful town of Fernando, please share it with friends and family wherever you listen to our show. Give us a five star review, and also somewhere on your app, Spotify. Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, you name it, somewhere on there. You can share it with friends and family, text it to them, email it to them, however you can find to share and let people know the different things that we are doing right here in Hernando. Derek, no brush back. I did get a couple of people that joke with me uh, when it came to the Yappy Dog comment, so no brush back there. Um, <laughs> you know, it is what it is, and I saw two people over the weekend with a little dog in their lap. In, the front in their lap, just driving in their lap. And I did see, it's you know, we joke around about Apple, uh, you know, listening to us and what we say and, and everything. Yeah. Two separate Instagram reels had a little pouch thing on my Instagram reel, <laughs> reel over the weekend, a little pouch thing that a dog can sit in in between the driver and passenger seat, which actually made total sense. It's the little thing that the, like, it was like a dachshund or something yeah. Yeah. was in there, and it was perfect. made total sense versus – in your lap anyway. while you're going through um, red lights and driving down the main road and the dog's in your lap. I mean, uh, it makes no sense. Uh, th- that doesn't make any sense. And you're speaking about the thing where you tell how, you know, the big brother's always listening. Yes, of course. I mean, is it disturbing how much we joke about that, but it's also real? Like, we just accept A it thousand now. thousand percent. Because there, have you seen the commercial 
where there's a woman and the guy, you know, she wants certain things for Christmas. And so every time the guy puts his phone down, she picks it up and is like, you know, nail gift certificate. And she's whispering in the phone seen that, to his phone. So like she's every time he puts yeah. it down, she's behind him, like whispering stuff at his phone, like just holding it and saying, sure. like talking to it. And then he's like, did you just say something? She's like, no, no. And so, like, and then of course, as he's like thinking about what should I get her, he starts scrolling, like the ads pop up. Right. I mean, it is, uh, so now that's being incorporated into commercials, just how scary that is. Yeah. And the worst commercial or worst Christmas commercial in years is uh, the man and woman in the woods, in the middle of snow, and here comes the puppy dog through the snow. And she bought him a and truck. And she goes, I brought you something too. <laughs> and then, who knows, comes out with this freaking Z71 GMC Denali, you know, <laughs> crashes through the pine trees. It's like, who's driving that? I mean, is that the sales rep or is that like hey, – you know, if, if you buy her a puppy and she buys you an $80,000 truck, she may be a keeper. Uh, she – She's either a keeper or a hot, just maybe she's one. Maybe it's Giselle and Tom. That's the only people that could have done something like that, exactly. really, to get an $85,000 truck right there. Again, those are some of the crazy things we talk about here on the podcast. And if you enjoy it, find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. If you enjoy our show, you'll also enjoy OB Pod. Drops the show early Monday mornings covering the eastern side of DeSoto County. Also deep dives into Lewisburg, Olive Branch, and Center Hill Athletics. OB Pod, look them up today. Well, Derek, I hope you uh, brave the uh, rain and all the different uh, things. I know we joke around. You and I live a few houses down from one another, but uh, I'm glad to be getting the rain because we for sure need it yes. in the area. Really happy to get that. Um, you know, it's been dry for, for weeks and all the different time in the fall where we didn't get any rain, so glad to get that. Hope everybody has a wonderful week. Joins us on our Friday show as we cover the first autumn meeting for the city of Hernando. Well, Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower. Someone told me long ago There's a calm before